0: On today's episode, we're talking about how to make decisions out of convictions instead of emotions, and then what it looks like to express those convictions through your leadership. From the Ramsey Network, I'm George Camel, and this is the Entree Leadership Podcast, where we help business leaders like you grow themselves, their teams and the profits. Really excited you've joined us today for this awesome episode. We've got Tim Tebow talking about his new book, Mission Possible, and the importance of going from reactive and emotional to principled decision-making. Now, Tim's got quite the resume, which I get into at the beginning of the interview. So let's just jump right into my conversation with Tim Tebow. Tim, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank
1: you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We, have a, we just started. Yeah, I feel like we've already had a lot of laughs and fun.
0: That's what I try I to should do. Should have
1: recorded that.
0: I got to warm you up. Yes. Takes a lot. <laughs> so, but now I'm ready. Well, Tim, this gets to me because you're 34. I'm 32. We're both equally accomplished. You've got the Heisman Trophy, two-time national champ, four-time national best-selling author, philanthropist, NFL football player, professional baseball player, movie producer, college football analyst, television host, and you're married to Miss Universe. One of the most relatable stories out there. (laughs) Can you stop? When is enough enough for you? But seriously, which one are you most proud of? Out of all the accomplishments in your, your short time on this earth, which one do you go, that's it?
1: Um... I'm most grateful for is the opportunity to one marry the love of my life and Demi. But then I'd say, what I feel so called to do is what we're doing and serving in 75 countries around the world and bringing faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. And to be able to serve the least, the last, the lost, and um, to be able to love them and truly bring faith, hope, and love to people that are in darkness, chaos, and crisis around the world is more important than a game would ever be.
0: Man, that's powerful. That's good stuff. And congrats on your two-year anniversary. Thank you so much. Awesome stuff. And as much as you're known for your athletic abilities, you are just as much known for your your heart. You've got a big heart for mission, for helping people. And we're talking about that today as part of your new book, Mission Possible, which I love the spirit of this book and what it's about. And we're going to dive into one of the particular topics you hit, which is elevating convictions over emotions. Yes. I mean, that's what people know you for is your conviction. It's unwavering. And I'm guessing most leaders out there that are listening, they'd say, well, I mean, Tim, I feel like I'm, my emotions are based on convictions. How do you separate the two?
1: Well, emotions are fickle emotions can be good and they can be bad. Emotions aren't necessarily a great thing or a bad thing, but if you ride the roller coaster that emotions take you on, then your life is going to be full of highs and lows. You're not going to be the same every day. So if you're trying to lead a company, a corporation, a church, a nonprofit, and you lead with your emotions, then congratulations, you're taking your team on a roller coaster and they're never going to know who they're going to get, what they're going to get, because it's going to change before and after you have coffee. It's when you had sugar and you haven't. It's going to change if you're fasting or you're intermittent fasting, right? And your leadership style is never going to be consistent and it's never going to be based on truth and based on facts. It's going to be based on how you feel. And feelings can be great and they can also lead people at times, but they can also let a lot of people down at times. And, you know, I remember one story that I tell in the book is when I, I go and I'm speaking at the Dallas Cowboys facility and I walk in and this place is unbelievable. And instantly, instead of letting my Convictions lead me. I let my emotions get to me because I'm thinking, holy crap, this is unbelievable. I never had a facility like this in any of the teams. I never had a weight room like this. Literally, their weight room for their fans is nicer than any weight room that I've ever had in my entire life. Like, it is unbelievable. And what starts to happen is I start, my emotions start getting to me and I'm focusing on all the things that I don't have I wish I had or the places I wish I could have been or wish I was rather Mm -hmm. than the things that I, I do have and what I'm grateful for. And when your emotions lead you, it can also lead to a lot of insecurities, a lot of bitterness, a lot of jealousy, rather than my convictions of choosing to be grateful for where I am, for what I have, and the opportunity I had that night. And it didn't change all day I went through that until I'm getting ready to go on stage that night. And then I start focusing on the people that I have the opportunity to. To impact and to change and to share with that night. You see, emotions can get a hold of us, but I believe when you live by your convictions, it's also living by a deep-rooted set of principles that is something that has truly impacted and changed your life. And one of the things that have changed my life is to really focus on other people and not yourself, because when you focus on yourself, well, you you know what? You might have success. You might have money, fame, and power, but I also believe that you're going to be super empty at the end of the day, mm. versus when you focus outward on other people, which is I believe that is what we're called to. I believe that's what God has in store for us is to love him, but to then love other people. And in turn, when we do that, and it seems very countercultural, but I think sometimes God's ways are, but when we focus outward, we actually have more. That's why Mm -hmm. it's better to give than to receive. And when you actually give, we actually get. And when you live that, you're like, wait a second, I gave out, but yet I feel like I have so much more.
0: Yeah, man, that's so powerful. And a lot of leaders out there, as as they lead their businesses, and we talk about servant leadership as an oxymoron. Because if you're in leadership, it's service, Mm -hmm. which means it's for other people. Should be. And that's what it's all about. And, yeah, if you look on Instagram and you start comparing yourself to where this business leader is at and what Elon Musk is up to and you feel like you're you're never enough – And so that's where that conviction, it builds that foundation for all of your decisions versus
1: the roller coaster of emotion. But you also just brought up comparison. And, you know, what's fascinating is is not long ago I saw a study that said that in our daily thoughts, we spend 12 percent of our thoughts on comparison with other things, so with other people, with other stuff. 12% of our day. If you're spending 12% of your day in some form of comparison, there's no chance that you have of being your best, at leading your best, at accomplishing the most, at having the greatest form of impact. There's no chance. Mm. You know, and that's also just reminds me of, of why filters are so valuable on social medias, right? Why they keep coming up with new ones because it's how can I show something to other people that isn't really the truth, but just makes me look a little bit better. And then other people watch that and they say, oh, my life isn't like what your filter looks like of your best moment of your best day of sort of a real, but kind of a fake moment, right? And then it leads to other thoughts of insecurities of comparison. And now we're teaching our young people, you need to try to be like other people rather Mm -hmm. than be the best version of yourself.
0: Yeah, man, that facade can be so dangerous, even in business and leadership, you want, sure.
1: you want your team to think, I've got it all together. And it's I've such a rabbit hole. And then you hear somebody else that's some CEO or some leader somewhere give a quick speech, but you don't realize the part that wasn't on Instagram before that and after that actually wasn't really good. They clipped it, and they brought all his best points together for one, and you're like, man, I can't give a talk like that. But you didn't see all the rest of his talk. You saw the highlight reel. You saw the
0: highlight reel. Yeah, man, that's good. So let's talk about these convictions for the leaders who go, okay, I mean, I've Tim, I've got my core values. I have a mission strategy statement, how do I get to real convictions?
1: Well, I think convictions are a deep-rooted set of principles and beliefs that you have, and I think a lot of times it comes from what God has done in your life, what He's shown you, what He's taught you, what He has put you through, and then and then a lot of biblical beliefs. But I think for other people, you could have a deep-rooted set of beliefs that aren't necessarily based on, on biblical beliefs, but they can be a, a deep-rooted set of principles like, you know, I want to treat others the way you know, that I want to be treated, or I believe in doing what's right. And there can be so many things, but I, I want to encourage people that those convictions convictions need to lead the way over emotions. That when you wake up and you look at your mission statement, then I also believe people should have non-negotiables of things. And then you compare that with your mission statement and your non-negotiables. So now, instead of just making choices on a whim, I wake up and I say, okay, to these convictions, to this mission statement, to these non-negotiables, every day when I make a choice and I compare them, am I actually following through on this? It's something that we do all the time. And honestly, honestly, probably weekly, we look at it, is our mission statement, our non-negotiables, is to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. And then our non-negotiables is that we're believers, we're image bearers, we're on a rescue mission, there's power when we come together, and we can never forget what God has done. And so when we look at those things, we get to compare our choices or our possible choices with that mission statement. And what it does is, one, it makes you articulate what you believe. Then it makes you learn how to be able to Dive deeper into those thoughts of what that actually means. It it takes you on this even deeper journey of thinking through, and I think a lot of times we don't actually think through all these things, and we need to take time to really not just compartmentalize it, but let it sink in, let it let meditate on it. Which meditate just means you know it's like a cow chewing his cud. You know I swallow it, I throw it back up, I swallow it again, I regurgitate it over and over again. That's what we need to do with these convictions that we have to go through it to really. Why do we understand it? What does that really mean to? Me, and then we're able to articulate it because we know it better, and then it helps us for mission drift, which is mm-hmm. one of the most important things. Because if we don't compare it, what happens is all of a sudden we have 1% off every single day. Well, you know what happens is, you know, 50 days later, you're a long way off if you don't have something to compare it to of what you say your convictions and your beliefs are. Yeah,
0: that's a powerful foundation to have to not only just write it down once,
1: but Every day, every week. Don't write it down once. You know, I want to encourage leaders. Do you even know what it is? And then why did you make it that? Why did you make it your mission statement? What are the whys behind it? We need to know that. We need to understand that. And then you can articulate what's so important about your business, about your company, about your ministry. Like we need to understand the whys behind it because you can't actually tell me about something in a deep, meaningful way if you can't tell me why.
0: Mm, Yeah, Simon Sinek, Start With
1: Why, great example of that. And communicating it to the team constantly, reminding them. Always so that they know how important it is to you because then they can understand the why. Especially when you 're growing when you 're bringing people in sometimes when you 're growing so fast, and you know we 've even found this, and i 've even been convicted about this a few times at our foundation. we brought people in and, and we 're going and we 're trying to get to more people in more places and more countries and help more and it's not a it's not that 's not a bad thing that 's a good thing, but what happens is all of a sudden I realize we never taught these few people or this group or this new team in communications or this you know new team in marketing we never taught them the why behind this we never taught them even how this started we never even talked about how this impacted our lives to why we even do this in the first place and that was i was so greatly convicted multiple times in my life No, no, no. We have to, everyone on our team has to understand why we call it a rescue mission, why it's urgent, why we
2: believe these things. Mm -hmm. Hey, your small business has a lot of the same challenges that mega corporations do, but without a huge finance team to solve them. I mean, who has time to juggle different apps and programs to manage your cash flow? Well, that's where Found comes in. It's business banking, plus easy-to-use financial tools, all to simplify small business finances. Found has all the features you want in a business bank account, and none of the stuff you don't. No minimum balance, no opening deposit, and no hidden fees. You can sign up for Found in just minutes. It's easy to access on desktop or mobile, and you can customize your account to organize and manage your funds. Plus, you can create and send free invoices right from the app, so you can get paid quickly and easily. It's time to move on to better business banking. Designed to help small business owners succeed. It's time for Found. Get started today for free at found.com slash entree. That's found.com slash entree. Found is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services are provided by Piermont Bank, member FDIC.
0: I love this talk about convictions and it's, it's easy when everyone agrees with it and we love it. But you of all people and Dave Ramsey, people in the spotlight especially this can have backlash. So I want you to speak to the leaders as they start to live out of convictions and elevate that over emotions. How do you deal with the backlash that inevitably comes?
1: Well, it's going to come. You know, one of the quotes by Winston Churchill on a time when the majority of the world hated him says, if you have enemies, good. It means you stood up for something at least once in your life. We need to understand that when we take stands, there are going to be enemies and there are going to be critics and there are going to be haters. But also that means that you're probably doing something that actually matters, Mm -hmm. right? And so many times we feel like like if we have opposing forces, that it's the worst thing that could happen. And I used to feel like that when I was young. I was like, man, I'm, I'm a people pleaser by nature. I want people to like me. I want people to be my friend. And I've been that way my whole life. And then I realized, but if everyone likes me, then I probably never stood for something in my mm. life. And I still want to be liked, and that's my emotions talking. But my convictions would tell me, yeah, Timmy, but I would rather be respected. We live in a society that so many things are about likes. Social media is about likes. You give a talk and it goes out there. How many likes do you get? Because we identify identity with likes, value with likes, worth with likes. What if you switched it from liked to respected? Mm. What if you switched it from liked to purposeful? How many people click on that, right? What if we switched our mindset and honestly sometimes our heart posture from not worrying about how many people liked it but focusing on how many people actually respected why we did it? Because it's a totally different mindset. And I tried to really make that switch in my own heart. One, because I thought it was needed for me to actually live out my convictions. And two, because I realized how much more impactful and how much deeper it is. You see likes come and go based on things that people in the moment, in the whim, in their emotions click on. Oh, yeah, nice. But then all of a sudden, you know, you throw a pick. Unliking him, unfollowing him. But if people respect you because of your integrity, your character, of who you are, of not just something that you do in the moment, but who who you are over the long term, now that is a lot harder to earn, but it's gonna last for a lot longer. Mm. And that is something that I made the heart posture switch in the in the mindset switch to try to earn people's respect because I believe that We could all come together and have conversations. And almost every single one of us, if we talk long enough, we're going to disagree on certain things. My dad, who's my biggest hero and role model in the world, when we sit down long enough, we're going to disagree on things. And he's literally my biggest hero, my biggest role model, one of the people I love more than anyone else on the planet, and yet we're going to disagree. So when did disagreeing on something become the worst thing? Yet so many people, because of... Politics or faith or other things can't even sit in a room and have a conversation because they disagree on one thing that they think is everything, but that's because they're leading with their emotions, Mm. not leading with respect for humanity, respecting for other people and earning people's respect. They're leading with this maybe important thing, but in the grand scheme, not necessarily everything. And I think that affects our ability to have deep-rooted relationships because we're leading with the, how emotional we are about one thing rather than to get to know people and know the why behind it. And if we did that, then I don't think it would be the same cancel culture. I don't think it would be the same, you said this, so we're instantly going to you know, throw you out because of that. I think that is something that is so dangerous. It's dangerous to society. It's dangerous to communities because we're living a surface level relationship based life rather than we're actually getting to know people because we're not condemning them for one thing. We're getting to know them for who they are.
0: Wow. That'll preach. Yeah, we've gotten to where you have to be on the furthest extremes, and if you're not with me, you're against me, and you're dead to me, and we can't be friends, but Mm -hmm. learning how to have those convictions to where I can go, hey, Tim, I don't agree with your decision, but I know your character, I know your integrity, I know your convictions, and
1: therefore I still respect you. Or it's saying, hey, I don't really know your integrity, I don't know your character, I don't know your intentions, but I want to spend enough time so I can get to know you and find out more about you and why, so I can maybe learn more about that integrity, about that character, and I don't want to condemn someone before I I build a relationship. And I don't want to condemn someone after I build a relationship because we're not called to condemn. You know, we're called to have a relationship. We're called to love. We're called to serve. We're called to help. So even if I disagree with them, and even if I don't trust them, I can still build a relationship with them. And and that's where I feel like we have missed the mark too many times. And unfortunately, I probably missed the mark too many times. Well, as
0: business leaders, I mean, going through a pandemic, you can imagine all the times someone questioned a decision, was angry about a decision that a business leader made. It's been a tough time to be a leader these last few years. And so having those convictions is so important to where you can still sleep at night knowing you did the right thing that's right. based on those convictions. And you did the
1: right thing for the right reasons the right way. And I believe that's one of the better definitions I've ever heard of integrity. Mm. And something that's so important so important to me. But I also think when you earn people's as a leader, when you earn people's respect, then when you share a vision, right? which most leaders I think you need to do is you need to share a vision. Even if they don't fully understand the vision they can trust the why behind it and now when someone else can't fully see the vision they can still follow even though they can't see it even though they don't necessarily understand it they can trust you and that's important for what leaders could have.
0: That's huge. That's how you become a leader worth following. That's right. Man, this is good stuff. Well, I'm super pumped about your new books, Multiple, because not only do you have Mission Possible, but you got a new kid's book, yes. The Bronco, under the same name. So what is your heart for, for people and especially for leaders to get out of a book like this?
1: My heart for, for people, especially leaders, is I believe one of the greatest forms of tragedy is to be successful in everything that doesn't matter. And I don't want to look back at the end of my life and say, you know, I was fortunate to be successful, but none of these things mattered. You know, And I want people to know that they have a mission in their life which gives them purpose. And I want them to know that it is possible which gives them encouragement. And then I want them to understand that every single one of us, we can truly have a life that counts when we focus on other people and not ourselves. When we focus on the why we were created, when we focus on the how we were created, and then we focus on the gifts that we were given to serve and love other people versus just what can I get. And so if you're a leader out there that's running a company is, hey, listen, I hope that you're successful. I really do. I want people to be successful, but man, I hope more than just successful, I hope you're significant. I hope your company is significant. I hope it has significance, right? And so if all you're doing is you're building and gaining stuff at your company, maybe you should look and say, you know what, we're gaining all this stuff. How can we turn into significance? Because I do believe it's possible to turn success into significance. So if you're a company that's making a lot of money, cool, but what are you doing with it? If you're a leader that's making a lot of money, cool, but how are you leading other people to give it away, to transfer it, to love, to support? If you're leading a company, hey, and it's doing great, congratulations. That's awesome. But how are you leading in ways to help be able to transform your community? How are you leading in in thoughts to be able to build more for your community? Hey, congratulations, your company's doing good. But at the end of the day, are you going to be like, man, look at this. I built this company. We made money. I don't think so. I've talked to a lot of people on their last day on earth. I have a lot of people on, in death rows, a lot of people uh, in hospitals, a lot of people in their last moments. And very rarely do you ever hear them say something like, man, I'm so glad I, I was successful in that. But what they do look back on is the moments that they did or they didn't have significance, have meaning, have purpose. And I want to encourage all those leaders, don't, don't make the mark of significance, but lose the mark of meaning.
0: Mm,
1: Ma'am. Beautiful reminders there, Tim. Super pumped for the new book.
0: Love your passion and how you're inspiring leaders and people all over the world to to have more impact, to have that meaning. It's an honor to talk with you today. Thanks,
1: man. Same to talk with you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Huge thanks to Tim Tebow for stopping
0: by the Entree Leadership Studio. What a man of strong convictions and just a strong guy in general. Make sure you check out his new book, Mission Possible. We've got a link for you in the show notes. Now, Tim talked about how the leaders worth following make decisions out of convictions. And to take it a step further, how can you integrate those convictions into your everyday life and make them part of your leadership and personal brand? We're going to talk about that right after this.
3: Here's a math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so you and your team need to streamline time-consuming tasks to focus on the activities that make money.
0: All right, coming up, I talk with Tim Newton, our senior creative officer here at Ramsey Solutions. And we're going to talk about the connection between convictions and personal brand. Tim's also going to share a framework that can help you convert those convictions into habits. Enjoy my conversation with Tim Newton. Tim, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, man. We thought of you for this episode because I can't think of anyone more passionate about beliefs and convictions and using those to express a great brand. Yeah, And we're channeling that for leaders today.
4: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me. I do care a lot about that. I think it's extremely important. I know sometimes we talk about personal brand, and personal brand sounds like this thing, this fluffy thing that doesn't matter much. But, I mean, it matters a lot. It matters a whole lot. So I'm glad you have me on here talking about it.
0: Yeah. Well, you walked our entire leadership team here at Ramsey through an awesome exercise around personal brand for leaders. Mm -hmm. And the foundation of that exercise is your unique beliefs and convictions. Why do you start there?
4: Well, it's... It's really important because you need to understand what matters the most because everything has to branch out from that. When you don't really pay attention to it, then you're going to just start floating with the wind. And we don't trust people who sway with the wind. We don't trust those kind of people. We respect the people who know what they stand for and that their actions reflect that. And another reality, though, is that if you are just living life, but the way that you're living, your actions aren't reflecting what actually matters, you end up with a ton of stress and anxiety. And if you don't really pay attention, you don't even know why you're stressing anxious, but it's because you're not living in the flow of what really matters. You're going against it. You're going against that grain. And you don't want to do that. And especially as a leader, because we have a hard time following leaders like that. So we've got to be aligned with who we are,
0: what actions we take, and Mm -hmm. then what people out there, our team, our customers are seeing in light of all of that. But if you don't know who you are, then you have nothing to base all of that off of. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Like I said, you don't want
0: to sway with the wind. So what are some ways a leader expresses their convictions through their personal brand? Because that sounds, there's a lot of $10 kind of words in there. <laughs> what does that look like in reality for a leader?
4: Well, you know, I know Tim Tebow, he was talking a lot about emotion and uh, the difference between emotion and conviction. And I'm so glad he talked about that because there is a big difference. You know, we live 98% of our life in emotion. Did wow. you know that? I didn't.
0: Is I that mean, science?
4: Yeah. There are two different parts of the brain. There's an experiential part of the brain, and there's a logical part of the brain. And we only live in that logical part for 2% of our life because it takes a lot of work to do. It, it takes makes a lot sense of why we make so many terrible decisions. It does. It does. But that's the thing. If we're living all in emotion, just like Tim was talking about, your emotions are going to change all the time. But we react. Like when you're a baby, you have emotions. You're able to take stuff in. You're not really using logic <laughs> yet, you know. But as we get adults, we'll understand to use logic. But conviction, if you pay attention to your conviction, it takes logic to understand what that stuff is. But if you're living by emotion only without understanding that logic, then you are going to change depending on where your emotions go. And so the key is understanding what are your convictions and then understanding how to get your emotions to respond correctly based on those convictions. And that's what you have to figure out how to do. You have to figure out how to take this is what matters and do the actions that reflect it. But there there are systems you can put in place that make your emotions respond correctly. Mm. And it's important that, that you do that. And, and it's important that you do that to express it in a way where people understand your convictions through your actions.
0: So my takeaway here is... Babies, get some conviction, all right? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, come
4: on, babies, what's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> that's that's powerful, to have that foundation there and then do yeah. the hard work of actually living that out to reflect it. Yeah. So the best brands, the best leaders I can think of, they're very clear on where yeah. they stand and who they are, what their convictions are, their values. Why do you think that our teams, our
4: customers, are drawn to that level of clarity? Because when, when you know your convictions – and you express them through your actions, you look like you're a decisive you look like you're clear. You look like you have very clear vision of the direction that we are going. And as people on a team following somebody, we want to know that our leader knows exactly where they're going, and we know that our leader is not going to to sway or fall based on things that are going on in the world. You know, like I like working here because I know what we stand for, and I've been so proud that we stand firmly for those things. I've seen a lot of companies sway with with the culture and crazy things that are going on, but we have stand firm for it because we know our convictions. We know know what we believe. I know what Dave believes. I know what we're doing out here. And I trust that and I follow that. But we look decisive. We look clear in our vision and we all know where we're going because of those convictions.
0: Yeah, that's a powerful reminder. And Dave Ramsey is a great example of that. Our friend Donald Miller, he says, if you confuse, you lose. Yeah. And that our brains are just craving that clarity. I mm-hmm. mean, you you get frustrated on a website because it doesn't make sense. or You're yeah. reading a book or whatever it is. And so our brains just want to understand what it is to make sure that we're aligned with it. Yeah. And that causes... A lot of happy customers, right? Yeah, we know where Chick fil A stands. Yeah. And so we're happy to go there and we're going to get a consistent experience because yeah. of their convictions.
4: Yeah, and that's really important you say consistent. Consistent is a very key word. When you know you can, your convictions, you know how to be consistent and we trust the people who are consistent. We don't trust the people who we don't know what they're going to be like the next day. But yeah. you don't know if your convictions, your emotions are going to make you change all the time and there's no consistency, which equals lack of trust. Mm. It's all about trust. It is.
0: So as we wrap here, walk us through some ways that we can express those convictions so that we can lead with more confidence and clarity yeah. for ourselves, for our teams, and for our, our customers. Okay.
4: I got some very clear steps that I want people listening to this follow, okay? And it's, it's going to help a lot with this, and it's going to make sense of the emotion and the conviction. How would you say that? They kind of go against each other, but they need to work together? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Work in parallel. <clears throat> How to make sense of that. How to yeah. make them work in parallel, yeah. Okay, so first... You have to take a step back and understand, what do I believe? You have to ask yourself, and we talked about this before with Personal Brand, what do I believe? You have to understand what really matters to me. And a good question you can ask yourself is, what makes me angry in the world? Like, if if you understand that, we're angry because we want something to change. So what is that thing that we want to change? You know, so these are good questions to ask, what matters to me in the world? And you want to list those things out. I like trying to just think of three big ones, because if I have 10, then it's hard to keep track of all that kind of stuff, right? And it's hard for people to understand, what is he really about? But try to come up with three. Second after that, I want you to start thinking of what are actions that I can take that reflect those values. Another way that you could think about this is thinking, what am I for and less what am I against, right? So the, the key about this is when we start focusing on what we're against, what that ends up making it is, is about us. I remember Tim, he was talking about how we need to build trust with people and we need to include people and not separate, not be divisive. A way that you can do that is focusing what am I for and not not necessarily what am I against. And so start taking those values and say, I am for this, I am for this, I am for this. You can, however, say well, what am I against? And then flip those things. So you could say, how can I express these things that I am for in the world? And those will turn into actions. And this third thing is very key, George, and this is going to sound very weird. But if you want your emotions to reflect what's going on with your convictions you have to tell yourself stories Hmm. okay so let me explain this talked about the two sides of the brain there's the experiential part of the brain and there's the analytical part of the brain this experiential part of the brain is all about creativity and imagination and, and emotion you know all that stuff and the analytical part is about thinking deeply. The convictions live a lot in the thinking deeply. You have to think about that stuff. But one way you can connect the two is telling yourself stories. Stories are very creative. So what I want listeners to practice doing is when they're in their drive their drive to work in the morning, tell yourself a story of how you are expressing your convictions in your day. Like just tell yourself a story of what that looks like. Picture, picture yourself... At your desk, talking to a team member, and y'all are experiencing something about your convictions. Tell yourself stories, because once you start telling yourself those stories, then those are the things that start processing that experiential part of the brain, which starts hitting your emotion. Once you do that, it's these experiences you have in your head make the emotion just instinct on how you're living your life. So those are three things I want you to do. Very simple. One, just list out what are my convictions. Two, understand what actions do I need to take that reflect it. What am I for instead of what am I against? And three, tell yourself stories. And as a bonus one, and even Tim Tebow, he mentioned this tell your company the story Mm. of why this matters.
0: Communicate it. Yeah.
4: But it's story. Story Storytelling really hits our emotion in a positive way. And if you can capture the emotion like that, then your emotions are going to start naturally reflecting those convictions. So tell yourself stories to make make sure that that is happening in your day-to-day life. Because again, we spend 98% of our life in our emotions. Wow.
0: Well, Tim, I hope you can stick around to pick up all the mics you just dropped. (laughs) Thank you for bringing so much wisdom in such a short amount of time to all of our leaders listening. Love your passion. Love the way that you lead your team with such conviction and emotion to make the impact out there that we want to see happen. Always great
4: having you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Happy to be here. Like Tim Tebow mentioned, you've got
0: to have a personal mission statement that clearly states your convictions. And to help you get started, our team has put together the Mission Statement Mapper, which will make it easy for you to craft that personal mission statement. So if you don't have one or you want to revisit yours, just download this free PDF with the link in the show notes. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the show. If you did, I want to challenge you. Share this with three people on your team or in your circle. And if you really loved it, leave us a review and tell us what you love about it. And there's one guy in particular who would love to hear what you think about this podcast, and it's our producer, Tim. He wants to know what you like, what you don't like, and what improvements we should make. Your input actually helps shape what you hear on this podcast, which is pretty cool. So go ahead and use the link in the show notes to connect with our producer, Tim. If you want to keep up with us on social media, you can always follow us at Entree Leadership. This episode was produced by Tim Hull, edited by Jacob Harrison, and mixed and mastered by Will Rudder. I'm your host, George Camel, and on behalf of the entire Entree Leadership team, thanks for listening. Until next time, keep learning and keep leading. If you enjoy this podcast you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like Ramsey Everyday Millionaires.
3: Ordinary people built extraordinary wealth, and you can too. On Everyday Millionaires, you'll learn how millionaires live on less than they make, avoid debt, invest, and are disciplined and responsible. Listen to Everyday Millionaires wherever you listen to podcasts.